Welcome to the Wealth Setting Podcast. This is episode 148. It's October 29th, 2015. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, it's almost Halloween. There's only about eight weeks left in the year. How are you doing with your financial goals? Are you prepared to finish out this year successful? And are you building even more success going into 2016? Have you been a buyer and holder all year or did you get out at the right time or did you get out at the wrong time? Have you kept your powder dry and will you be able to take advantage of the coming opportunities? Well, I throw those things out as rhetorical questions. Uh, we won't be able to talk about all that in this episode, but I think between now and the end of the year, I will be working in more episodes with that theme as to how are you closing out this year and are you prepared for 2016? And this is not only with your investment portfolio, but as we talk about in all things wealth setting, about your whole wealth, your whole net worth, you as an individual, you as a member of a family, your social capital, your health, your bank account, your career, all those things, including the stock market. That's what I always like to cover, and that's how we'll be wrapping up this year. In today's episode, though, I specifically want to focus on two myths that hold people back. These are myths about money. These are myths about building wealth. I want to focus on these uh, primarily in today's episode because what's going on with the market today? And I'm not going to get into any detail in this podcast about what's happening in the market, but I do want to emphasize that we are in a very unusual market in a transition phase, maybe an inflection phase of the market. That trading range that persisted for most of the year fell apart over the summer. It looks like we might be recovering. Many people are optimistic that we've built that base and we're going to go on to new highs. I'm skeptical about that. I'm not ruling out the possibility that we could finish out the year at 2130, which would be the old previous highs, or maybe even as high as 2150 on the S&P 500. I've said all year long that we could potentially hit those levels. That would be about a 5 or a 6% year-over-year increase for the market. Although I think that's possible, I think it's very probable, it could be very likely. I don't think the risk-reward ratio justifies being in the market just to pick up that extra couple, 2 or 3 or 5% when you consider how, in my opinion, more likely or more probable it is that we could see that 10, 15, 20% or more decline. This is a market for speculators, not for investors. And I don't want you to confuse my style of swing trading with being a speculator. You see, I am a long-term investor. I just don't believe in buying and holding. I believe in buying and selling and buying again. But I do that over the long term. I do it by investing in good quality, highly liquid companies that are likely to have appreciating assets. That's not the kind of market we're in right now. And so consequently, that's why I'm very, I'm very much limiting my participation in this market. Now, as much as I think this market is upside down right now, I don't want you to get discouraged. And that's going to be part of one of the things we talk about today. Just because this market is so volatile right now, and just because this market is so easy to lose money in right now, that doesn't mean that you discount the market forever. It just means that you sit out now. And this is, again, just my opinion. This podcast, I never give you specific recommendations or advice. I talk about the positions that I take. I talk about people that I know personally and people that I've studied over the last 30 years. I believe that those of us that are in the middle class have the opportunity to become financially independent. 
and even those that are sub-middle class, people that are starting out from nothing. But you don't do it through get-rich-quick schemes. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes years, if not decades, and it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of patience and fortitude. That also goes along with investing in the stock market. So right now, although I don't like the volatility in the stock market, I think that we might be in a sucker's rally. I'm continuing to study it every day to look for the sectors of the economy and the companies that are showing strength and those that are showing weakness. And then consequently, I try and build models with that. And I look for where the opportunities are going to exist that provide an adequate risk-reward relationship. So what you can't get discouraged about is even though the market is unrealistic today, or if it seems downright insane to you, you can't get discouraged by that. You have to realize that the market will change. It will correct itself. And I believe that over the coming weeks, or certainly over the coming months, we are going to see some excellent buying opportunities. So keep your powder dry. Be patient. And now let's focus in on the theme of today's episode, which is the two myths that hold you back. Now, you may think everything that I've just ranted about has nothing to do with the theme of today's show. The reason I spent so much time dwelling about people that are discouraged or that are concerned about this market right now is it has everything to do with the two myths about money and about wealth that are holding you back and that are keeping you from increasing your wealth and moving forward. And I'm going to talk about these two myths today in terms of investing and about the stock market in particular, but they apply to all aspects of your life. You can take today's discussion and turn it around and instead of talking about investment decisions, change a few words and let it apply to career decisions that you make or lifestyle decisions that you choose or things like social capital, you know, relationships that you get yourself involved with. If you just change around a few words, you can see how these myths apply to everything that we do. And if you focus on the truth rather than the myth, the chances of you becoming successful in all aspects or all regions of your life greatly improves if you change the way you think and if you change the way you look at things. So here are the two myths that trip everybody up and keep you from being successful. The first myth is that you can't become financially independent, right? You're a pessimistic person. You think that the rich keep getting richer and you personally can't become financially independent. The other myth that people believe is that they can get rich quick. So let's break both of these down, and we're going to talk about not only how they're different, but probably more importantly, how they relate to each other and how people find themselves in a never-ending cycle of failure. Myth number one, you believe you can't become financially independent. Well, that's wrong. I say that with conviction, but because I know from my own life experience, what I've experienced personally, as well as the literally tens of thousands of people that I have met, they come from all different types of backgrounds, different intelligent levels, different careers, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different races, different ethnicities. And you know what? About 5% of the people of any given group become financially independent. Now, I don't mean that they're Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, billionaire wealthy, but I mean that they can get to a point in their life where they have the type of career and income, uh, whether it's a small business or a, a job that they love, where they generate an abundance of income based on their lifestyle. 
Now, these are people that in the American middle class system are what I would call the millionaire next door or middle class millionaires. Now, some people say, well, a million dollars isn't what it used to be and it doesn't go as far and you can't become financially independent on a million dollars. Well, generally, the people I know that say that don't have a million dollars. And so they don't know how far a million dollars goes. But all depends on your lifestyle and what you enjoy out of life. I know people that can live very happily and very contently with an investment portfolio of $500,000. I know other people that it would take two or three million dollars of investment or, or saving type resources for them to be happy. But the bottom line is, is that I have met more middle class millionaires than I can count. They're just common, regular, everyday people, and that's exactly why they're middle-class millionaires and why you wouldn't even probably recognize them when you walk by them on the street. The middle-class person that becomes financially independent is someone that learns to adjust their lifestyle so that their living expenses are considerably less than the income that they earn. And then they take that surplus and they learn how to invest it and grow it and they do it in stocks or they do it in real estate or they do it with their small business. There's a million different stories and ways that they do it. It's based on their talents and abilities. But they do do it and 5% of the people are successful. And as I've gone back in history and studied this, I would say for at least the last 70 or 100 years, that 5% number holds true. It's 5% during depressions or recessions or even during good times. It's 5% of the population becomes financially independent, whether there's a Democrat or a Republican in the White House. 5% of the population becomes successful when taxes are high or when taxes are low. You see, it doesn't really matter about the time frame or the type of economy or what's going on in the government, it has to do with you. It has to do with human nature. And about 5% of the people have the discipline and the drive to make it happen. It has to do more with what's in your head and in your heart than what's happening in the economy. The first place you have to start is by throwing out that old myth that says that you can't become financially independent. You can. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes patience. It's not going to happen overnight. Learn to live off of less than you make, and then, and only then, Learn how to have that money work for you so that it grows and compounds over time. And then depending from where you're starting, it may take five years or 10 years or it may take 30 years. But if you follow that simple procedure, you can and will become financially independent. You don't have to take my word for this. Open your eyes, look around, use some situational awareness. There are people in your neighborhood, in your community that are middle class millionaires. These are people that live a stealth lifestyle. They're under the radar. They're not flashy people. You have to look for them, but you'll find them. And just like a diamond in the rough, you'll see the incredible value that these people have. You should seek them out. You should want to be their friends. You should want to use them as a mentor. You should want to model your life after them. You'll find out that no, they just aren't lucky or no, the man doesn't hold everybody back. It isn't the government's fault. It isn't your boss's fault. It isn't that you're too fat or you're too skinny. You'll find that people in your exact situation are able to become financially independent. And if you don't procrastinate and wait too long, you too can have that type of lifestyle. So forget that myth. You can become financially independent. Now, the second myth that holds people back 
is they believe just exactly the opposite, 180 degrees out of phase about myth one, and they believe that they can get rich quick. They believe that by buying a lottery ticket or taking a course in real estate or trading stock options, that any of these things can make them rich. They believe that some, you know, infomercial on late night TV is going to make them rich or some advice that they hear from their brother-in-law. Or it may be that they think that if they go into a particular a career, if they become a doctor or a lawyer, or if they graduate from some prestigious university, that that is going to make them rich. Well, that's not the case. And even where you can make the argument that, yes, if you graduate with, say, a law degree from Harvard and then an MBA from Yale, that, you know, statistically, those people come out and they make two or three or $400,000 a year. Well, let me tell you something. Just because you have a large income does not make you rich. It doesn't make you wealthy. It doesn't ensure that you're going to be financially independent. And that's because it gets back to our wealth equation. It isn't only how much you make. It's how much you save. If you make $400,000 a year and you spend $450,000 a year, you're still living paycheck to paycheck. You're just a wealthy version of Joe Sixpack. And there are plenty of people that fit into that category. Trust me, I meet them. Look around you. Look at all the people that own big, expensive vehicles or big McMansions or really nice homes. They're living paycheck to paycheck. When a tragedy comes into their life, an illness, or perhaps they get fired or laid off from work, or their business has a downturn, or they get a divorce, or some other problem like that comes up. They can't meet their payments. Within 6 to 12 months, they lose their home. They lose their car. Look at the celebrities that have made outrageous sums of money that go bankrupt. Or the people in uh, professional sports, you know, football or basketball. Or people that win the lottery. How many of them, within just a few years of winning the lottery, go bankrupt? It's because they believed that they could get rich quick. They thought it was the money or the income that was going to solve all their problems but they didn't have the discipline to save. They didn't have the discipline to constrain their lifestyle. And then to compound the problem, since many of them quickly received a bunch of wealth that either they didn't deserve or that they didn't respect, they end up making very poor investment decisions, right? They buy the big house that they can't afford, or they invest in some penny stock or some type of a get-rich-quick scam, and they lose it all. So if you've got that get-rich-quick mentality, put it out of your mind. You're not going to appreciably build your wealth over time by winning the lottery or simply by going to some prestigious college or by getting an inheritance or marrying into money. You see, because if you acquire money quickly like that, you won't respect it, you'll lose it. Now let me tell you how these two ideas uh, compound each other and how they work together and people get stuck in an endless cycle of failure and depression. Here's what happens. Let's say that you're someone that believes you can get rich quick. You go out and you fall for some stupid scheme. Whatever it is, you follow this get-rich-quick path. And then you find out that you've lost all your money, that you've been ripped off, or that you've been taken advantage of. And then instead of blaming yourself, instead of learning from that experience, instead of chalking that up as a stupid tax, you blame everybody else. It's the government's fault. It's big business's fault. It's some con man's fault. You know, you don't accept responsibility for it. There should have been a consumer protection agency that protected you, or it should have been your state attorney general, or your brother-in-law should have given you better advice, or, you know, whatever it is, whatever scam you got into, you don't blame yourself, you blame someone else. And then what happens? 
you get discouraged, you become overly skeptical and cynical, and you go from that get-rich-quick mentality to the other myth of believing that you can't become financially independent. You can't do it. You're too old. You're too young. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You didn't go to the right school. Your skin's the wrong color. The man is holding it against you. The government's holding you back. Whatever it is, you come up with all kinds of excuses why you can't become financially independent. And then when people all around you are proving you wrong, when they're building their net worth and you're not, you despise them. You hate them. You're envious of them. You have a covetousness for what they have. And instead of learning from those people and interacting with those people and educating yourself as to what those people are doing, trying to find them out and seek them out as friends and as mentors, you isolate yourself from those people or you make fun of those people. And consequently, you surround yourself with other people like you that are broke and living paycheck to paycheck and you miss opportunities. And then once you've missed that opportunity and you look around you and you see the stock markets at all-time highs and you've sat out for the last five years because you thought the stock market was a scam or when real estate all around you has appreciated for the last decade, uh, you didn't participate in it because you thought the real estate market was going to crash or when you see all these other businesses that are successful that you, for whatever reason, were too afraid or too skeptical to get into, once all that's passed you by, once the opportunity on that particular cycle or that trend is ended, then you get lured back into that get-rich-quick scheme because you look around and you see an average guy across the street that's doing well and you say, well, I'm smarter than him. If he can do it, I can do it. And you get in too late. And so you buy into the market at the top of the cycle or you buy into the real estate market at the peak of that cycle. Or you get scammed into some get-rich-quick, multi-level marketing gimmick that your brother-in-law told you about. Whatever it is, you fall for that get-rich-quick scheme again. What happens? It fails. You get ripped off. You lose your money. You get depressed. You blame somebody else. You think you can't become financially independent. And the cycle starts all over again. I've seen this happen to people for the last 30-plus years. Go back and listen to the first 10 episodes of this podcast. One of the key points is that production is the source of wealth. You can't get rich quick, but you can and everybody can become financially independent over time. You have to seek the truth. You have to understand that financial independence is available to anybody that's willing to work hard, to be disciplined, to be patient and to build capital in multiple areas. Not only financial capital with money, but social capital. People that you love, people in your family, people in your community, people that you surround yourself with. That's a source of your wealth. The love and respect and friendship that you'll build with your family and people in your community, it occurs over years and decades. Just like your financial net worth takes years and decades to build and to nurture and to grow. So put those two myths out of your mind. You can become financially independent if you don't try and get rich quick. Come back and join me on the next episode of the Wealth Studying Podcast. We'll be carrying out this theme for the next eight weeks or so. And then as always, we'll also be supplementing each podcast with general wealth building principles. I'll be giving you my commentary and opinions on what's happening with the stock market, the general economy. And you can be sure if I make any stock trades, I'll share that information with you as well. 
And so until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best of returns.